Welcome to the Love Simply, Simply Love Conversations with Christy podcast. Each podcast, I, Christy, will be chatting with people who are world travelers, engaged in development work all over the globe, or simply some interesting people I've met along the way. I hope you learned something from these conversations, but more importantly, I hope you remember to love simply and simply love those around you. Let's begin. So this is my first podcast, and I'm here in Brisbane, Australia with my friends Monique and Roger. We met a few years ago while we were working in visiting Bangladesh. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Um, Monique and Roger, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay, yeah, I'm Monique and um, living in Brisbane with Roger and my three girls. Um, Yeah, um, Hannah, who's 21, Meg, who's 20, and Jessica, who's 17. Um, So all still studying. And for me, I'm studying my PhD in neuroscience and its incorporation in education. Fantastic. And Roger? So Monique and I have been married for 25 years. Monique is originally from Melbourne, Australia. And, uh, but I'm a Brisbane boy, I'm born and bred here. Um, Monique's already mentioned she's been a teacher for, for most of our married life, is now studying a PhD. I'm an industrial chemist um, with my own consulting business. Fantastic. You guys have a lot to offer the world, you and your family both. So um, how did you both become interested in community development? So... Community development for us has emerged from a from local work in uh, in our own communities. So Monique started in Melbourne working with street people mm-hmm. um, and and people at risk. She okay. she went into prisons in Australia and wow. um, working with, as I said, people at risk and people on the on the edges of society. Sure. In, in, in Melbourne, I did similar stuff in Brisbane here with street people. Um, helping them out, helping them find shelter and other things. But we both had a desire to travel mm-hmm. and to use the skills that we've been blessed with to to help others around the world. So um, Monique's travelled to Africa and Southeast Asia and enjoyed travels there, but never felt, really felt uh, a real tug towards mm. those areas. I, I was invited to go to Bangladesh to look at some water projects about 10 years ago. And, uh, yeah, really felt a connection with Bangladesh there and saw how my skills as a chemist can be used to help communities over there. Uh, originally, I, I thought I'd never bring my wife or daughters to Bangladesh <laughs> because it was a very difficult country. But uh, about six years ago now, um, my youngest daughter, Jessica, and, and Monique made the trip and they really felt a connection immediately with yeah. people. Yeah and saw how they too could use the skills that they've got and the abilities to, to help um, community development through an NG, a local NGO over there. Did you guys both grow up with family or friends around you that were doing community development work? Was this kind of like a natural fit for your lives or uh, something new? Yeah, no, completely new. Both of us um, yeah, just grown up in a typical Australian household with none of our families um, interested in that. Um, and so when we began to go out and started talking about our heart for yeah. um, people who were really struggling um, and um, wanting to do something about it, that was a real connection for both of us right okay. from yeah, over 25 years ago when we started getting together and talking and communicating about what we want to do with our lives. Yeah. Um, that was one of the, the things that really drew us together and um, that common interest to want to care and serve people. Yeah. So, yeah. 
No, that's fantastic. I think sometimes people aren't really, even if their heart is in it, they're not exactly sure how to manifest that self, how to, how to live out what it is they feel in their heart that they want to do sometimes. And, um, or they have a lot of people telling them they can't do it. Yeah. And, uh, did you ever have that issue where people were against you doing oh, this? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had sure. huge opposition yeah. to mm. what we were doing and, and even our relationship. Mm. But um, we, we persevered. Yeah. yeah. It, it's taken 25 years to really get to where we are now, really going regularly into these places. And yeah. as I said before, Monique's travelled extensively through Africa and other parts of Asia. Yeah. And Western and really, Samoa and other places, yeah. Yeah, and really never found the place. But yeah. she feels um, welcome and accepted in Bangladesh and that's why we, or one of the reasons why we are committed to returning and keeping the work going. So so that was my next question, so why Bangladesh and not any other place in the world? What is it that that you feel draws you there? So initially for me, it, as, a, as I'm an industrial chemist with some experience in water treatment, mm-hmm. the NGO that we work with over there does water projects, so that was, a, that was a foot in the door. And then I developed a connection, I started developing relationships with people over there and really saw how the skills that I've got could be utilised there, um, not to change them but to work alongside mm. them to see what they've got sure. and, and really work at empowering and, um, and encouraging them to continue to do what they're already doing yeah. um, and giving them little nudges and ideas along the way. And when I brought Monique and, and now all of, all of the daughters across, um, they are really engaged um, yeah. with the people over there as well through education, through, through um, other forms of teaching, through creative arts that they do, mm-hmm. sitting alongside the people, observing the way that they're doing and the way they're helping their own communities, yeah. and us giving them encouragement. It's almost like we're a cheer squad for the, for the local yeah. workers, but yeah. also um, providing some advice as appropriate, yeah. not to change the way that, that they do it, but to give them some um, encouragement and to help direct them in the way that they're going with what they're doing with their local communities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think that's part of why we all got along so well is that we both kind of approach things from this assets-based model where you, you look at what's good in the community and try to build on that and mm. instead of just going in there and changing things yeah. to put things that are more comfortable for you. Yeah. So. And sometimes they just need that encouragement and if, if they, they may be feeling a bit downcast and you come and you you cheer them on and you let them know how fantastic it is yeah. and you show enthusiasm in what they're doing, they sometimes don't realise how good they've got it and, and it's it's really lovely. I mean, we know in our own lives that when someone gives us encouragement and it just it feels like we've got, it gives us a second wind that yeah. we can keep going. And, and a lot of the time for, for the people we, we visit and the communities and the um, just even the like different groups we go to, they they love that and mm-hmm. they they feel so chuffed with themselves and sure. sometimes that's all they need just yeah. that motivation to keep going. Yeah. So ha- have you seen your visits uh, to Bangladesh change over time? I mean, you've been going now how many years, Roger? Ten to twelve years. Ten to twelve yeah. years. Yeah. So how how have things um, changed over time? I think the most important thing is the relationships that we've developed with the people of Deepland mm. um, and, and their trust. I, I remember the first time we started going, the people said, 
can you come back? And we said, mm-hmm. yes. And then when we did come back, they were so enthusiastic. And um, and just, yeah, that building that trust, building that relationship, building the, um, just that healthy, um, I guess, yeah, continuity is, mm-hmm. is really something that um, makes a big difference um, for them to then, like, yeah, trust that you, you mean what you say um, and you're not just coming in to have this fleeting visit and then leave and so on. Sure. Um, that makes a big difference um, for them yeah. and, and, and for us too. And, yeah, we bring different teams with us um, and that makes a... Um, and, and show them new people and and yeah that I think that's the that's the most important mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. so yeah do you have anything to add to that yeah I think as Monique said the building of the the trust sure. and the relationships with them with when we come in with teams now we have a, a, a program we have an agenda that we follow it's different every time we go but sure. there's a pattern there and they understand the way we work and we understand the way they work mm-hmm. and what's right for them in their yeah. culture, in their context. And we, uh, it's more natural now each time we go back with things that we do so it flows better. Yeah. And from a professional perspective, I, I'm seeing significant improvements in their um, communities with respect to uh, income generation for their local projects, mm-hmm. less dependence on um, donors, outside donors, sure. which is, and therefore more sustainable. So, yeah, I was going to say more sustainable, which is what everybody's looking for. But it's yeah. really interesting that I've, I've came in with a sort of set of preset ideas to say, oh, I think I should do this and it should look this way, but really that doesn't, that hasn't happened because it didn't fit what they needed locally. Sure. So, uh, it, it's endurance and patience and perseverance to understand, okay, what do these people need and how can I work alongside to empower them to get to where they need to be mm-hmm. utilising the skills and abilities that they've got around them. Was that, was that a natural way to do work for you or was this something you've learned over time? Oh, it's definitely learned. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. learned because you go in with intentions and an awareness not to... Not to impose our values sure. and our ideas and our ways on them, but working that out, it's been a, a real journey of patience for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it take, takes a long time. Sure. Yeah. But that's okay. And There's it's in practice, right? You know, yeah. you can't just uh, go once and think it's one and done and you've, you've figured it all out. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're in this for the, for the long haul mm-hmm. and it's... It, it, it's not going to happen quickly, it's not going to happen overnight, mm. but there's enough happening and there's enough um, encouragement for us to see that, yeah, there's something really good happening here and it's, it's worthwhile persevering mm-hmm. and pursuing um, uh, the, 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 the change that they're wanting, but in a way that is appropriate for them in their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just thinking as we're talking. I I have worked with um, a school there as a teacher who I've been teaching for over 25 years. They asked me if I could assist them with it, with a, a number of things um, like um, classroom discipline and um, different things like that, and manage classroom management. And I gave them just a couple of very simple tools. Just and it it's it's quite interesting that that even just to get them to to um, 
reduce the class sizes and mm -hmm. rather than having two or three teachers in one classroom with a large group just to say, do you think you could break up your classes in, yeah. in, in smaller groups and one teacher take little yeah. groups, in, in, especially in age groups. Sure. Just something as, as simple as that when they um, actually has helped. But I didn't come in and say you needed to do that. They said, yeah. could you please... They asked you. Um, give us some advice on how to do it and just little things like that not to come and take over not to come and um, say hey look you're doing it wrong but I just came in very gently observed what they were doing and said well do you think you might consider this yeah and something as simple as that to help yeah. um, just relieve the tension relieve the pressure um, and make life a little bit simpler and work on a timetable system yeah. and bring up a timetable and and show them that was yeah for yeah. because I mean in this particular community they um, they're not allowed to be in a um, in the education system mm. so they were just learning and they were sure. just finding their feet but giving just simple things like that yeah. when they asked was something that really helped them to revolutionize their schooling system yeah. and make life easier for them and that um and and that came from them so we don't go in trying to take over we don't go into to bring our own agenda but gently observe and mm -hmm. say well would you consider this yeah. And, yeah and and they said oh yes that would be great so yeah. Just given another things. perspective sometimes yeah, having yeah. but in those trusting conversations yeah, trusting but moments that, yeah that's taken time yeah um where they yeah they specifically asked if I could come and do that sure. to, like yeah so yeah yeah well so so as you look back on having visited for the last 10 to 12 years or so and now kind of looking forward mm -hmm. what is your hope in continuing to visit Bangladesh I hope to go more and more often. <laughs> bitten by the bungalow bug. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to continue to go to build relationships with people to understand where they're at with their journey, but also to provide some guidance and assistance mm -hmm. to them, and and as we keep saying, encouragement. Yeah. So that we can see them um, develop and grow the projects that they want to mm -hmm. and in a sustainable way so they've got ownership over it and that they've got um, skin in the game essentially mm -hmm. they've got uh, they, they, they've got ownership and they've got control and we come in to guide and support and mm -hmm. help um, but they're really the champions of their own projects Amen. Mm -hmm. and also um, we've also to to continue to bring other Australians mm. to come in and experience what's happening over there because each we take teams of between six and twelve every year and there's opportunity to grow that and because there's such a an amazing people group and they're doing incredible things mm -hmm. it's such a hugely different culture from sure. their own um, and for, for people to go and experience that it's a real encouragement to not only the locals for having people coming from the other side of the planet want to spend mm -hmm. time with them, um, but also for the for the Australians who go across to see um, exciting things happening in development yeah. and know that they're a part of that, even if it's a for a, for a short term, they're a part of that to encourage and be encouraged themselves. Yeah. To also help them find their way in their life journey and make what they want to do yeah. to help them experience broaden their 
uh, life experiences. Yes. And Monique's getting amazing opportunities, as she said, in education over there to um, continue to develop those relationships and those the trust mm-hmm. with educators in Bangladesh um, to bring the learnings that she's developing in her PhD mm-hmm. and also to um, continue to, to walk alongside them and um, encourage them in what mm-hmm. they're doing and maybe every now and again to give a little nudge. Yeah. So can you, what about considering this? Think about this, yeah. That? So you, you uh, kind of led into the next question I had for you both, which was, you know, you often visit with young people on your teams. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, the youngest might be your daughter often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she Jess, always is. Yeah. She keeps saying that. I'm always the youngest. <laughs> but um, but yeah. so how, how have you seen their lives change um, uh, as you continue to bring people, um, and maybe not always young people that are joining your, your group mm-hmm. that goes to visit, but mm-hmm. how are lives changing as they, as they join you? Yeah, like as uh, in our family we were always very... Um, deliberate. We, growing up in a Western world, we know that what we have is very rare, and we are, were always very deliberate in saying we wanted to bring our children to a third world nation just to give them a, a broader world view because sure. um, this, yeah, this is so rare, and most of the planet is um, like a lot not as right. fortunate as us. Um, so. But but all of them now have got um, this desire to to consider to do community development in third world nations and so on in some way shape or form. Um, but we also said many years ago that um, we would love to bring teams over and and expose them to to this taking um, Western kids over, and it's really beautiful to to see. Um, these Western children come in and or, or young adults come in and and see the compassion and the love and just how they embrace it mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just so delightful for them to just give love and mm-hmm. give of themselves and and especially because I we take them to schools and preschools and and um, and hospitals and so on just to to just give of themselves and their love to these other people who. Um, really warmly accepted because mm-hmm. they um, and they want to always go back, which is which is fabulous. So they 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 learn how they um, want to have this compassion for others. Well, so as we close this uh, first podcast out, um, the question I'm going to hopefully ask each of my um, conversation friends will be um, if you could share a final thought with the world. What would, what would you say, Roger? I, I'd encourage people to um, give it a go. I'd encourage people to don't think that, that uh, it can't be done and it's beyond them. I'd, I'd encourage people to step out and to um, possibly go with a team initially and don't have big grand plans. Mm. Um, but to go with what you've got, mm-hmm. what you've been equipped with, and sit and listen, observe, um, ask lots of questions, understand the people that you're going to, mm-hmm. and then as appropriate as um, maybe offer some something to them. Mm-hmm. But as you go, you'll see and you'll be guided and you'll understand why you're there and what 
you may be able to offer, there's no doubt you'll receive mm-hmm. a lot more than what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also encourage people to to not make it complex. Ah, yeah. To really um, trust and understand that if if you've been asked to go to a place like this, if it's the right place for you to go, um, there'll be something for you to to contri- contribute, and it mightn't be building a building, or it mightn't be starting a big business, or um, working in a school for years and years and years. It might be sitting with a child in a preschool and reading a book with them. Mm. It might be blowing up a balloon and playing a game with them. Yeah. It might be holding the hand of somebody at a hospital. It might be an encouraging word to one of the local work workers that you would be meeting over there. It might be sitting in their home and having dinner with them. Yeah. Um, but all of those things are so encouraging and so um, uh, special to the people that mm-hmm. we meet in, in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. It's far beyond our comprehension yeah the, the the benefits of those simple actions yeah making. yeah it, it, I keep thinking as you're speaking it's like it's these are you know keep it simple but it's life giving mm-hmm. you know um, both we, for the one giving and for the one receiving mm-hmm. this is just life giving we, we have no idea in our western mindset we have no idea how encouraging and life giving those simple actions mm-hmm. are and I've asked the people time and time again, why why do you want us to come back? What are we doing that's so good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they say, you just come. You just come and you be with us and you mm-hmm. sit with us mm-hmm. and you eat with us and you share with us. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful and it's easy to do. Yeah. Um, and yet it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. A positive difference to their lives. Yeah, and you're right. We make it more complicated too many times. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I can if if I bring in any of my neuroscience understanding, the uh, I um, just the research is showing that our brains are wired for love. They um, a Nobel Prize winner. Um, he found out in his research that we are wired for love, and and what we are bringing is what we are designed for as human beings is just to love yeah. and to have that connection and to have um, and we have these mirror neurons in our brain that as we see people face to face and as we we see the love in their eyes and we see the um, expressions in their face and that connects with our with our hearts with our souls with our, with our brains and yeah. and this is something and, and a lot of the kids who the young people who say they want to come but I've got nothing to give I'm not educated but I said but you've got everything to give and the fact that you feel like you've got nothing to give but you can bring love you can bring a smile you can bring a hug you can bring some joy that's all you need to bring yeah. because these these communities um, 
sometimes all we need to do is just encourage them in what they are doing and yeah. let them know that you're doing a fabulous job. The grass is not always greener on the other yeah. side of the fence. Yeah, yeah. But you, what you're doing is fabulous and encourage them in that and let them know that, that they are loved. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the most important human thing that we can ever pass on to anybody else. So, yeah. Amen. I would agree with that. Yeah. Thus the love simply, simply love. Yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so get back to the basics. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you, Monique and Roger, for being my first guests, my first conversation on this new podcast. And thank you for those who are listening to this podcast that is recorded here in Brisbane, Australia. Remember to love simply and simply love. It will change our world. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.